News. While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Hey, welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can join us. Uh, in this ne- next segment, we're going to be talking to Anthony Puente uh, of the New Bedford Fire Department uh, about some uh, fire safety tips. Anthony, how are you? Good, Tyler. How are you today? I'm fantastic. So, um, it's, I mean, right now it's the springtime. I don't know if there's any specific fire hazards with respect to this time of year that people are going to be mindful of. Well, what we want to be concerned about is certain uh, several communities in our area have open burn. Um, New Bedford, there is no open burning any time of the year. They okay. just don't, don't allow it any time of the year. Um, the communities of Dartmouth, all three districts, um, Akushnet, Fairhaven, and Westport, um, they allow open burning uh, January 1st through May 1st. Uh, is burning season. So what they would have to do is uh, go to the fire department. They would get a permit uh, that belongs to them. And anytime they burn, they would have to call the uh, local fire department and ask for permission because they have to check there's wind factors involved, um, you know, the day, rain, whatever it may be. Um, So anytime they burn, they would have to call. But they always have this permit. Once they get the permit, it's theirs as long as they own that house. That permit is uh, belongs to them, and they can call in and uh, burn. So, uh, for people who may not know, what is uh, open burn? So, open burning is if you have a lot of brush, uh, a lot of leaves. Um, you can't be burning furniture and things like that. Things that may have chemicals in them that burn off and go into the atmosphere. Um, so that that's that's what that's what that's for. So, um, again, what were the towns uh, that had o- open burning? So, uh, Dartmouth, all three communities, mm-hmm. uh, a Kushnet. Fairhaven and Westport, those are the ones that I contacted. Uh, and obviously, uh, New Bedford, uh, there is no open burning any time of the year, no open burning. So um, w- people have to go to their fire department, get a permit. Um, what are some of the ways to do that uh, in, a, in a safe manner? Uh, basically, you'd have to have, uh, you have, to have a, a hose, a, mm-hmm. a, a hose. Uh, probably we, maybe 30 feet from the house uh, mm-hmm. is, re- is what's recommended. Um, 
and just have to you have to watch it. You can't just you go can't in the just house, burn the, yeah, go right. out, and then all of a sudden now you know it gets it takes off, and now we have grass fire, and it just gets away from you. You have to be there on site with with a hose line, meaning you know your garden hose. As it gets uh, warmer, what are some of the things that people should watch out for? Um, as it gets warmer, obviously grilling season has started. Yeah. Uh, I usually like to think grilling season goes from, um, you know, Memorial Day through uh, Labor Day. But, you know, sometimes people start earlier and probably people cook outside all year long. Yeah. Uh, but we got to keep in mind, you know, we want to try, we recommend, you know, residential, uh, you know, 10 feet from the house is, is good. Um Multifamily, it's highly recommended because now you're dealing with other people that live in that house. Sure. Um, the state requires uh, 10 feet. Um, the communities of Dartmouth, the Christian Haven, and Westport, who I contacted, um, they go along with what the state recommends in regards to the multifamily uh, homes of the 10 foot, the 10 foot rule, we'll call it. And it has to be, it can't be on any raised area. Um, it has to be uh, ground level. So, um, and no uh, grilling on porches. No grilling on porches. No grilling okay. on porches are in the house. Correct. Okay. Um, why why can't people grill on porches? Well, because that that there's no sprinklers, so okay. that creates a hazard. Uh, we have some heat. It's close by. It's probably a foot or two um, from the home, and so it creates a lot of radiant heat, mm -hmm. which is one of the three ways fire moves is radiant radiation, um, and we want to try to. Uh, alleviate the problem of a fire on a building um, because the you're cooking on a on, on a porch which now you are going to affect one two or maybe th possibly three or more of the families that you're living with in that building so 10 feet away from the home uh, not on a porch uh, anything else that people should be mindful of when they're growing uh, be mindful of the kids of children yeah. that are in the area uh, when we teach in the schools uh, we try to tell the kids to stay away from ovens stay away from uh, grills and also the smokers because a lot of people are getting uh, doing smokers uh, like uh, you know meats and chicken and things like that so smokers are becoming very popular uh, for the most part those actually some of them are electric and they're plugged in um, so sometimes it might be hard to keep that 10 feet away because I know the court is not 10 feet. Um, so, so just to keep mindful of children who are playing outside. So we're speaking with Anthony Puente of the, uh, of the New Bedford Fire Department, uh, talking about some fire safety tips about, you know, what's going on outside. So what about, um, people are also going to be doing some and probably doing, definitely doing it now uh, that it's at least, uh, you know, bearable outside, but bonfires is it more or less the same parameters as as an op, uh, open burning well that would be considered that would fall under the category of open burn which okay. we can't have now say for example you know new bedford high uh they have that bonfire every year uh dartmouth used to have one actually i did the last one in dartmouth uh when my son was a junior there we did one at um uh crapo field okay. uh, there's a lot involved uh with that you know between uh, emergency management uh, select board, talking to, there's, there's just a whole parameter of things that are involved with that. Um, New Bedford High, when they do theirs at Buttonwood Park, um, you know, there's, you know, there's a fire detail. Uh, emergency management is there for lighting. It's, uh, there's police. Uh, so there's a lot to go that goes into that. You know, they have to make sure the wood has no chemicals. So they get certain pallets uh, that are brought over. So, so you can't do that in New Bedford. No, you can do that. You can do that under proper supervision on something like that, where yeah. the New Bedford High has done it several years, and I believe uh, New Bedford Vocational has been doing one um, or some uh, variation of that uh, lately. So we're speaking with Anthony Puente, New Bedford Fire Department, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you have any questions. 
Um, what are there, are there any hazards in the home that people have to be mindful of? Uh, we want to still keep mindful, be mindful of, of candle safety. Okay. Uh, we want to make sure that those aren't near windows because there's curtains, draperies, shears. Um, where now we have the window open to let some fresh air in. What does the wind do? That's going to move those curtains to where that lit candle is. We want to make sure we have um, in a proper location. If you have children playing around, make sure they're not playing near those candles. Um, and we want to have it in a safe spot, if, even if you have pets that are running around, uh, you know, right. wagging their tails. Um, so we just want to have good candle safety. Uh, when you're going to go to sleep, blow the candle out. Right. Uh, we don't want to be going to bed and going to sleep with candles lit because uh, that just uh, presents a hazard. What some fire uh, safety hazards to be mindful of uh, with with pets? Can you can you tell us more? Because everybody has pets. I have a cat. You know, uh, what, what what are some things people should be mindful of when they have pets? Um, with pets, just be mindful of, uh, especially uh, if you have an egress plan. Um, you know, are, are they caged? If they're caged, you got to let us know. See, if there is a fire, let us know where they are. Uh, obviously, we do rescue pets. Uh, there is. Um, we want to make sure if you're cooking on the stove, if you're opening the oven, and the, you know, maybe it's a dog and he smells the food, he might put his paws up onto the oven. Mm -hmm. um, that happened maybe about a year ago. Um, uh, when I was actually at the vet with my dog, that happened to a dog. Now that you're mentioning oh, it, oh wow! Um, the dog, uh, obviously, you smell the food. You know, you pull it out to check it, whatever. The dog jump, put his paws on oh, no. on the oven. Well, it was just it's a mistake. It, it, yeah. Accidents happen, but um, so just to me, be mindful of that. Um, and in, in your egress plan, going from anywhere in your house to the outside meeting place, basically, once you open the door and they're loose, they're going to want to get out because they don't want to be in the hot air, smoking gases either. So okay. just be mindful so they're of, gonna, of hot things They're going to instinctively candles. try to escape. Instinctively, they're going to try to get out. But just be mindful of, um, you know, uh, being like downstairs near the burner or the boiler. Um, just, just hot things. Just try to keep them as far away as you can from and you know, help them out. So um, in the, there was a, there was that big fire at the rooming house uh, on a Christian Ave. Um, I don't know if there's any information. I know there's, you know, investigations and protocols and things like that. Is there anything publicly that we know uh, about how that fire may have started? So I believe I'm okay. I can't really get into it, but I sure. believe I, I'm allowed or okay to say that it was possibly due to a microwave. Okay. Um, we'll go with that. Sure. Um, in those rooms uh, that are located in places like that, they only have one outlet. So sometimes, uh, and that's another fire safety tip, we don't want to overload outlets overload circuits and things like that so if you're if you got an extension cord and it's really tough in a in a fire like that to recreate what may have happened because of the dangers of the building of building collapse with something like that mm -hmm. um it's really tough to reconstruct a, a fire scene properly yeah um all you can go by is the gentleman or the female who was in that room um at the time and and witnessed what possibly has happened i'll say possibly happened sure um not to overload circuits okay it makes it difficult what are some fire hazards related to microwaves that people should be mindful of uh, microwaves well we could in, if something calls for one minute don't press one hour um, <laughs> yeah. well that happened we had a lot of younger people who stayed home during the virus uh -huh. um and that happened frequently you know sometimes they're not thinking or whatever or, well they think but they press one hour instead of one minute so oh, now you yeah. got burnt, burnt chicken nuggets. Yeah. Um, toaster. You know, they're not, I, I know how to make toast, but 
then the toast burns. Yeah. So just things like that. Just uh, be mindful of the time. Um, Because now if there's a fire in the microwave, it's obviously not going anywhere. Yeah, right. uh, Because it's going to be confined to that. Eventually, um, that fire will consume all the air in that microwave and the fire is going to go out. But if you keep opening the door to look in, just like an oven, it adds adds air to that fire. Wait, so that's interesting. I, I oh. actually I actually didn't know that. Okay, so if there's a fire in the microwave, it just goes out? It's going to eventually go out because what the fire is doing, fire needs oxygen for energy. Mm-hmm. Like you and I might need coffee or, or something to, to give us energy. What sure. fire needs is that air. So if it's in a microwave, if it's in an oven, every time you open the door to check if it's out, mm-hmm. you're adding air to that. So just for example, say we have a, a grease fire on the stove. It doesn't matter what... If, if, and we put a lid on it. So now the fire goes out because there's no air. There's still hot grease because you need heat, fuel, and oxygen to have a fire um, along with a uh, spontaneous combustion. Um, but now with if you, will, if you keep opening, lifting the lid, you're adding air to it. If it's still hot enough, that fire will start up again. So you want to leave a lid on it, leave the oven door closed, leave the microwave uh, door closed. Um, that way, eventually, that fire will go out. So uh, we're speaking with Anthony Puente um, of the New Bedford Fire Department. I want to take this break, but I'm going to. I want a couple opportunities for you to be able to mention the uh, the uh, autism fundraiser that you guys are having oh, you. Yes. Uh, this month. So can you tell us more about that? Um, let me just go back one, one thing. The uh, fuel, heat, and oxygen. Uh, it's an uninhibited chain reaction uh-huh. that, that is created. Um, so when we're adding, when we keep add air to it. No, the fire goes keeps going. So I wanted to correct myself. Of course, sure. Um, so as far as the autism awareness uh, uh, fundraiser goes, um, we did it last year with with success. Uh, we're doing it again this year. Uh, this year it's going to be held at the Fisherman's Club, uh, six thirty nine Orchard Street in New Bedford. Yeah, uh, we try to keep things local if we can. Uh, it's going to be catered by uh, the Cove, which is down uh, by Dairy Maid. It's a mm-hmm. restaurant. Uh, Jesse D'Souza runs that. Um, he's been very good to us uh, in regards to helping us with a menu. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have steak tips, uh, baked stuffed fish. Um, we're going to have all kinds of things, all kinds of things there. Uh, chicken. Uh, this year, kids are invited. Uh, children are invited. Um, it's obviously for the adults. It's forty dollars a ticket. Um, the children are ten. Okay. Uh, because last year we did get a lot of parents who wanted to bring um, their child with them, and there really wasn't enough room last year. Yeah. So this year we uh, well, what about children? Oh yeah, they could they sh- if they want to come, sure. It's only but it's only ten dollars because they're not going to eat, eat as much as I do. Of course. Um, so, um, but we're gonna have steak tips. It's gonna be you know macaroni and cheese, uh, all kinds of desserts. So it's really gonna be Jesse has been very helpful with us uh, putting our. Um, fundraiser on his webpage, um, which is covenb.com. Um, you know, Jesse's been really helpful in helping us with this. His brother is actually on the fire department. Oh, okay. Um, he just, he's one of the newer recruits, probably been on for just over a year. And he makes sure that he let us, he lets us know that his, uh, probationary period is over. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, so that's going to be a good night. We're going to have raffles. We're going to have 50, 50. Um, we have a limited amount of shirts left. Uh, last year we actually ran out of shirts. Um, so we're going to have that. It goes from 6.30 to 10 or later. Uh, food will be served from 7 to about 8.30. Cool. So, so um, And that's that's April 27th. April, April 27th. What day is that? That's a Thursday. Thursday? Cool. Yes. 
All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Uh, if you want to join in, you can at 508-996-0500. Let's, uh, let's take a Welcome back uh, to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. We're here with Anthony Puente of the, um, of the New Bedford Fire Department. So we're talking about fire safety. If you have any questions, you can give us a buzz or shoot us an app chat message at 508-996-0500. One of the things that we were talking about off the air is, um, uh, you know, in, in terms of summer-related activity is the use of fireworks um, and sort of, you know, what people should do uh, with that. So... Um, well, basically, as far as fireworks go, as uh, all the chiefs that may be listening uh, and everybody in Massachusetts, fireworks are illegal. <laughs> yes. However, we know that people get them mm-hmm. um, and use them. And all we try to teach the students um, is, you know, we understand adults will get them, um, but you need to stay far enough away. Don't hold any. Um and that's really all we can do because parents, adults, they're going to get them. Um, when I'm driving, you know, uh, through Fall River uh, now and then, you know, I'll see a firework uh, place of uh, per- you can purchase fireworks in Tiverton. The next block, it says entering Fall River. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, they are around. Uh, we just uh, ask students to be to stay far away from them and don't handle them because that's when accidents happen. Somebody thinks and then you think it's done or the display is over. And there's like that one left that goes off late, and that's when accidents happen. Um, so we just, they're just basically, they are illegal in our state at this time. Now, what about um, smoking? That is something that isn't illegal, but probably should be. Right. So smoking, basically, if adults are going to smoke, we prefer to be outside. Now, we administer to our third grade students, we administer, the, we administer a test. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also tests me and my fellow uh, educators um, that we're... Uh, presenting the proper material and in a in a um, educational way that they understand. Um, when we do, what the answer we usually get back from that smoking question, you know, they know it's made out of tobacco. Um, where should parents smoke? A common answer, which is one of the four, is bathroom. So it's I think it's B. Um, outside is D. Um, but a, a lot of students will put bathroom because that's where the parents go to smoke. There's an exhaust fan usually in there mm-hmm. or there's a window because you have to have one or the other. And they'll go in the bathroom and smoke. And that's what the students see. And that's why when they work their way down from A, B, oh, yeah, it must, must be the bathroom. Um, but it is outside. Uh, we should have a safe area um, where there's, um, and if you're smoking outside, have is something as simple as a uh, a pail with sand in it. That way, you're not throwing cigarette butts out in the grass. Grass fire, grass out in the leaves. Leaf fire, mulch, mulch fire. We want to eliminate these small fires that can potentially become big fires. Um, so just you know, smoke outside and have a place to put your butts, cigarette butts, um, and uh, just don't throw them out into the grass. You talked about some um, some hazards. With respect to uh, swimming as well, people are just going to start opening up their pools. Right. So in regards to pools, and that's another thing for pets, uh, we'll start off with pets. Uh, Basically, make sure your pets have water because what are they going to do when it's hot and you're away and they're outside? They're going to get thirsty. They're going to try to drink water from the pool um, and then they might fall in. They can only doggy paddle, unfortunately, for so long because nobody's home to help them. Um, So just make sure the dogs... if. Hopefully that it's fenced off from your pets. Um, but if not, the only thing you can really do is make sure that they have water. 
Um, children, make sure they're always supervised. We tell the students, never, never go swimming alone. Yeah. We have a lot of bodies of water in our area. We have, you know, we have, you know, the ocean. We have ponds. We have lakes. We have rivers. A um, lot of in-ground pools, above-ground pools. Never, never, never go swimming um, without su being supervised or with an adult there. Um, sometimes you might have a, you know, somebody who's 16 or 15 who's babysitting or in charge that day. Make sure that person's outside. And if you have a younger brother or sister, because that goes along with our um, babysitting presentation, um, you know, make sure that if somebody's swimming, that you're responsible to watch them, stay there with them. Uh, don't go in and watch TV. Don't go in and text and, you know, go play video games. If somebody else is swimming, it's your job to watch them and make sure that they're safe. So we're speaking with Anthony Puente, uh, talking about fire safety tips. Um, if you want to call in, you can at 508-996-0500 and ask him a question. Um, it's, uh, seems something, you know, it's something that's talked about a lot, but it's always worth repeating. Um, smoke detectors. I know you've talked about how important they are. We all know how important they are. Um, you can't sell your home without having smoke detectors, actually. I, I learned that one day, uh, once uh, with uh, smoke detectors and carbon monoxide, but just some bro uh, broad strokes on, on, on you know, safety surrounding smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors. Um, so smoke detectors, uh, basically, the, it all depends on if you have a single-family uh, uh, duplex, three-family, four-family or more, um, the rules are, all, are all different for all of them. But basically, uh, for a single-family home, you want them at the bottom of the stairway, top of the stairway, outside the bedroom area. Um, we want to have photoelectric. Uh, we don't want to have ionization anymore. Um, they're not being sold, I don't believe, but you want to get photoelectric. Uh, they're a 10-year sealed uh, smoke alarm uh, where you can't take the battery out. Because um, that's what happens more often than not. Uh, you know, that thing's a little beep and it bothers you. It's going off every every minute, gives you that one beep. But that's just the smoke alarm letting you know, hey, I need a, I need a, a battery change, like a baby. Yeah, when they want right. a diaper change, well, the, the, the smoke alarm is going to beep once every couple of minutes to let you know, hey, I need a new battery. Uh, we recommend, you know, after 10 years, it's served its life, its, it's service. Um, but we, we should be testing them once a month. Uh, we should be changing the batteries once or twice a year. Usually when we change the clocks is a good time to change batteries. Okay. Carbon monoxide uh, detectors, uh, those need to be one on each level of living space. Yes. Um, so if you have a first floor and there's no bedroom involved, it doesn't matter where you put that carbon monoxide detector. You could plug it in low. It can be part of a combination smoke and um, carbon monoxide detector. It could go high on the ceiling because uh, carbon monoxide is a gas. And um, firefighter uh, Travis Rebella will be able to talk about gases more than I can. Um, but uh, carbon monoxide is a gas. It kind of is almost the same as air, uh, um, oxygen. It kind of go up. It's going to go down. It's going to move all over the place. Um, but uh, when there's a bedroom involved, it can be no more than 10 feet from a bedroom door. Okay. If you go upstairs and there's uh, four bedroom doors and all within 10 feet, you only need one. If you have a long corridor that's maybe 14, 15 feet, you might need two. And, and one of the things uh, um, I think people, it, it's not hard to get a carbon monoxide detector. You can just go to the Walmart and yes. grab them, yes. plug them in. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I sold 
uh, a home that I, I lived in. Um, I'd, I'd learned upon selling the home because the fire department came and did an, <laughs> an inspection and uh, found that I hadn't had carbon monoxide detectors because apparently, mm-hmm. I thought I did, I don't know, lazily, but apparently um, when they sold it to me, they, they had it plugged in at the at the bottom of the stair, you know, at the bottom of the stairs and somewhere sure. else. And they just took it out after. Mm-hmm. And so then I just ended up doing that. But I left them there so that right. people could enjoy them. But, yeah, you can just go to Walmart and, and, and grab those. So um, what kind of sound does a carbon monoxide detector make? So it makes, it makes the same sound, but we want them to be audible. So it's going to actually talk to you. It's okay. going to say fire, fire. It's going to say uh, carbon monoxide, danger, carbon monoxide, reading. And it's going to give you actually it's going to give you a reading, okay. you know, like, uh, you know, four point whatever, or six, it's going to give you a reading um, of what the level is of carbon monoxide and why it's going off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to let you know. So does that stand, because um, where, where I live now, there's, there's there, my, my smoke detectors do say fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just standard in all smoke detectors That is now? standard now, yes. So oh, they, cool. they, they need to be audible. Yeah. So you have a, you, talk, you were talking about a program that you guys have with seniors and, and, and right. smoke detectors. Yep. So we're trying to, we're in the process now. Uh, uh, the chief is as well. Uh, chief Kruger is working uh, with, uh, the, we're working with the American Red Cross. We're trying to get a program into place for our seniors um, where they would actually supply the uh, smoke alarms. Um, obviously, we'd have to have somebody install them or help them install them. Um, but they would be on an income basis whatever that means. Um, okay. I know what it means, but um, yeah, so for senior citizens, a senior citizen, but they would have to go through, you know, an application process, very, very small application process. Um, but that is something we're looking to do. Uh, I believe, you know, in the next month or two, we're trying to partner up with them. Um, I did meet someone, um, Ali Donahue from the American uh, Red Cross, who's going to be uh, helping us with that. Um, so I have uh spoken with her and she was at our open house so we're going to be uh, working on that for our senior citizens so we're speaking with anthony puente of the new bedford fire department um is there anything that uh we talked about at the break that we didn't cover yet yes so um with um uh the fire department and with my brother and sister police officers um what we're going to be trying to do is bring back our uh car seat safety um which is basically we've had it we used to have it um, but I don't know if it's the police. I'm not sure if they might still do it, um, but you have to be qualified to do it. Um, on the fire department, we haven't had that yet. Uh, I met somebody from Children's Hospital this past fire safety uh, seminar in September. Um, so we're going to be looking to do that. Um, like I said, with, with my uh, brother and sister police officers, we're going to be able to you know, maybe have somebody on duty um, at, on Rockdale Avenue, uh, somebody on duty maybe at the uh, pub, new public safety building, uh, which I call Station 6 still, um, on Brock Ave um, that's on duty where if somebody comes in, um, we can they can call and we can schedule something for them um, to be able to put the car seat in properly. And that's it, pretty cool. And it's a, it's a, 40, it's a 40 or 50 hour class. Oh, wow. Um, that we take, and it then seems uh, like a lot of work. Uh, it's it's for, a lot of work for that for a task that sound that it seems like a menial task. But then every every two years you have to refresh. Wow, like like EMT. So I'm an EMT. Every two years I have to have so many credits. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this works the same way. So every two years you have to take a refresher to make sure that we're doing it right. And then they supply all the material. Um, like you know the noodles that we have like at at the pool. Those noodles. Sure. 
um, that's involved in the installation process. I don't know how. Okay. Um, uh, the police officers who may have may have retired um, probably would be uh, better spoken in that than I at this time. Yeah, I didn't understand. I didn't know it was so um, it was so complex. Right. Um, so five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Let's let's take another break. We'll we'll be right back. New Bedford's News Talk Station fourteen twenty WBSF. You've spent all day hearing about the news. Now is your chance to react to it. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Call Chris and Marcus now at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred, or send a text via app chat on the WBSM app. No, back to South Coast tonight. Hey, welcome back. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Hi, I have a question about um, the open burning. Sure. Um, so I, I, I guess there's like stuff you can't burn. Like if I, it just has to be yard waste. So I, if I had like an old wooden chair or something like that, I couldn't burn it, right? That's correct. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Hold on. Oh, is that me? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. We don't want um, we don't want uh, any furniture, or anything like that, because we don't know what it, types of chemicals are coating the, these this furniture. What you want to do is just call your local, um, you know, disposal company, whether it be you know city or if it's a company, and then they, you put it out at a specific time uh, where they'll do where they'll do a pickup. Not sure if it costs anything or what the costs are, um, but you may have to. I would just call to verify. So my next question is, there's some stuff in my yard, like poison ivy. Um, I heard that you can't burn that. Is that true or is that not true? Because I have a lot of it. Okay. Uh, Poison ivy, we don't want that to burn because um, we want that put because it has a lot of toxins and that could get into the air um, and it presents a respiratory issue. Um, So we want to make sure that stuff like poison ivy... Um, is put in a bag and it's just uh, put out with the regular uh, waste. We just don't want that burned because, like I said, it does emit uh, toxins into the air, which is not good for respiratory issues. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Thanks for the call. So you um, you were talking about uh, we were talking about something with respect to seatbelt safety. Yes, so we always want to make sure we wear seatbelts. And we tell, once again, because we teach the students and also our our older adults in the community, uh, because we do go to a high rises. um, The New Bedford Housing Authority welcomes us into their, you know, trip towers, into the New Bedford Hotel, Boa Vista, um, along with, you know, uh, Peabody, Claremont. Um, They're all open to us uh, coming into their buildings and talking fire safety, uh, which is Captain Kenny Silva. He's he's good with that. but we want to make sure that everybody wears their seatbelts. Sure. The students, we tell them, you know, sometimes your parents are trying to get you somewhere. They might forget to put on their seatbelt. Um, so always wear your seatbelts. Seatbelts do save lives. Um, we go to a lot of accidents uh, on 195, on, on Route uh, 18. Um, and sometimes when there's a death involved, it could have been prevented with a seatbelt. Um, so whenever I'm riding, like if I, uh, I'll go pick up, uh, you know, Mr. Xavier, Mr. Xavier, he comes in the car and the first thing he does is he puts on his seatbelt. And, and, and he's an older gentleman, um, young at heart, young in strength. Um, but he, he puts on his seatbelt right away. And um, that, that, that's just great to see, you know. But seatbelts yeah, save lives. Yeah, absolutely. I know there's a lot of people that grew up without seatbelts in their car, so they don't make a habit of, of putting it on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, and yeah, no, it's 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 like a fundamental thing that you should do. So uh, you t- uh, another thing that you, you wanted to mention was uh, you guys procured a, a smokehouse. Yes, yeah, so we we did get a, uh, a it's um it's a it's a inflatable uh, smokehouse. Uh, basically, obviously, it's um it's a smoke machine. It's not like real smoke. So it's a, basically it's an inflatable. It's about thirty feet long, about fourteen feet wide, and it's for students um, to go through. Um, so there's a kitchen, there's a living room, there's a bedroom, um, and basically they would walk through it, crawl through it, just to see what it's like to see um, what it's like to be in a smoke filled atmosphere and why you want to crawl low like an alligator as opposed to walking tall like a dinosaur. Uh, we want to crawl. Um, so they'll be, they'll be able to walk through that. Um, the only thing we, uh, it just came in last week actually. Cool. Uh, so we're going to try to assemble, uh, assemble it and, and try it out next week. Nice. Um, we are going to get a smoke machine, uh, to go with it. Um, but it's something, another tool for our toolbox, uh, to teach fire safety, you know, and then obviously my brother and sister are firefighters. If they see it in, in another community, uh, like if chief Korea says, Hey, you th- mind bring that over to Fairhaven one day? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely not a problem. It's all about teaching the kids. If we can prevent our small fires, we won't have big fires. So we're speaking with Anthony Puente of the New Bedford Fire Department. Again, I wanted to uh, give you an opportunity to remind people of, of the of the event that you have, the uh, autism uh, event that you have later this month. Can you tell us more about it? Yep. So April 27th, uh, 6.30 to 10 at the Fisherman, uh, 639 Orchard Street. We're going to have an autism awareness uh, fundraiser. Uh, we're, we're putting it on the Bedford Fire Department. It's going to be catered by... Um, the Cove Surf and Turf from down the down the south end. Uh, Jesse D'Souza um, has been very helpful and instrumental in uh, putting together a fabulous menu. I can't wait to try all these things. Uh, steak tips, uh, baked stuffed fish, uh, chicken parmesan, chicken Mozambique, um, uh, macaroni and cheeses, all kinds of things, all kinds of desserts. Um, it's going to be a great time. Raffles 50-50 uh, will be available. We have a limited amount of shirts. Um, uh, DJ Eddie Freitas, who is a uh, native here of Fairhaven, is offering his time. Um, Great. So, so that's, uh, I forgot to mention that before, um, but he, he will be doing that uh, for us once again. Well, uh, Anthony, um, let's take another break because you, know, you and, uh, and we'll be right back. <laughs> I just learned that it's Easter on Sunday. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, so what should people be mindful of this Easter? Well, uh, just, uh, just be mindful, um, you know, if Easter, you know, if you're going to be, obviously we, we talked about cooking safety, but you know, you might have that ham, you know, it might have some grease, you might have a grease fire, um, leave it in the oven. Like we mentioned before, it's not going to go anywhere. Eventually that fire will consume all the oxygen, um, that's in that in that oven. Um, like I said, don't keep opening the door uh, to look inside if it's out because we just keep adding air to it. You know, call 911. We'll come and we'll make sure it's okay. We might pull your oven out a little bit, check the wall to see if anything got in the wall. Probably not. But just to reassure the homeowner um, that, that everything is safe and no problem, uh, just some good cooking safety. If you're, if you're deep frying, uh, make sure that it's thawed out. Do yeah. not deep fry anything frozen. If you got your ham fro, make sure it's, if you're going to, I don't know if you can even deep fry, I'm sure you can deep fry a ham. Why sure not? You could. Uh, make sure it's uh, thawed out. Make sure the turkey's thawed out. 
whatever you're putting in that fryer, just make sure um, that it's thought out. You can do that outside just, away from the porch as well. Yes, correct. And because yeah. that will cause a, uh, a, a problem. Yeah, it has. Remember the... Yes, uh, the Thanksgiving uh, the day Thanksgiving a couple of years ago. Yes. Yeah, it was a massive fire and it started by the turkey fry by doing everything you said just not to do. Right. Um, so that's good to that's good to know. Any Anything else? Um, um, no, just uh, basically, like I said, uh, you know, wearing seatbelts, checking smoke alarms. Uh, they do save lives. Okay. Um, make sure you have them. If you have a question, uh, we had a call last week at uh, at the station. Somebody wanted to just verify um, that they have the, in the right location smoke alarms, and we, we'll do that. Uh, we got a call. We can squeeze it in. Okay. Good evening. Hey, Coach Poe. It's uh, I got Bronto, Mrs. Bronto, with me. Hi, <laughs> this Coach must Poe. be Mr. Barry. Oh, can yes. I say his name? Yes. No, yeah, oh, I don't know yeah. if that was legal. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Barry likes it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a good man. He's motivated. <laughs> Often imitated, never duplicated. Yes. Hey, Barry. Hey, how are you? I don't know how much time we have, but uh, Coach Poe, um, whatever you have, is there any way you could post uh, how weekend corporations can donate to, to your time? Uh, yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'll leave my email uh, w- with Marcus to put it uh, on uh, the WBSM site. And anybody. Oh, who- you got me writing for you now, huh? Well, I'm just kidding. Oh, well, no stress. I'm happy to well, do you, it. You, you, didn't have to, you never had to do all 10 sprints. You only have to do eight. Yeah, I know. I'm happy to um, do it. It's fine. Yeah, but, but uh, Bronto is another uh, uh, football player of mine, along with Tawa, who is yeah. Marcus, who uh, I, I'm not afraid to say it. We're at Bishop Fian. And they had uh, fourth and goal on the one-yard line. Unbelievable. And, Unbelievable. Yes. Stop. And, yeah. and Marcus yeah. and the and the Bronto and Lenny uh, just... Two, two they, yard line. They, on the, I, I, I always say it's the one. It makes I think it sound it's the better. one. I thought it was the one. Uh, Barry, thank you. Know, you. They, yeah. Um, I got... Lenny and I actually got uh, Boston Globe Player of the Week um, for Division Two on that, Co-Players of the Week. So yep. that was pretty cool. That was a, that was a cool moment. What's Sting's record going to be this year? Um, we, we, we're going to work hard to try and improve our record. We're going to play our best. We give a hundred, a hundred percent. Um, the kid, uh, the students, um, are working hard in the gym. Uh, so they're getting better and better. Uh, we're getting outside now with the warmer weather, uh, being able to utilize the, the turf that's out there.